0: Thank you for joining us for this broadcast. In Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18, John describes a vision of a prophetic event that we have come to call the mark of the beast. And John, he essentially said that unless a person would receive that mark, that they would be unable to transact business, which has led, of course, to much speculation over time about what exactly that mark might be. In recent months, some have speculated that perhaps the even the COVID-19 vaccine might be the mark of the beast, or at least a precursor to that event. Does that idea have any biblical merit? And what does the Bible actually say about the mark of the beast? To
1: answer your question, let's look at two things separately and then see what connection they might have. First, the mark of the beast. When you study the book of Revelation, you find that an evil ruler called the beast, we often use the term antichrist will arise. He will attempt to control the whole world. Uh, He will institute a world economic system. He will um, institute a world religious system, a world political system. And ultimately, he will seek for everyone to worship him. Now, he won't be completely successful because uh, there will be people who are executed for refusing to obey him. And in the end, there will be this great battle of Armageddon where even nations who oppose him will come against him. So so the, the plan will be there, but he won't have the time or the ability to completely implement it over every human being. After all, everyone who accepts his mark will be judged by God and destroyed. But yet after that time, God will institute the millennial kingdom, the, king the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ on earth, and there are going to be some people who survive the time of tribulation and the reign of the beast and enter into the millennium. So presumably, these people would have never succumbed to his rule. Now, the mark of the beast, according to the book of Revelation, is going to be a sign on a person's forehead, or hand, or forearm, and it will signify that they are actually worshiping the beast, that they're worshiping this evil ruler, the Antichrist, instead of, Jesus Christ, and it will be required for commercial activity, at least where the Antichrist can control the economy. Now, there is no system like that in place today. I do believe that with modern technology, we're in a position that previous generations weren't. Previous generations could believe all these prophecies, but previous generations couldn't actually see how it would take place. But with the Internet with worldwide video, with a universal product code, with QR codes, with um, social security systems, and most nations have national identification systems, uh, with computer technology and databases, uh, with chips, uh, with cell phones that track people wherever they go. We could actually see how it's realistic for a political figure to try to implement such a system to control the world economy. We could see how it actually could come to pass in a short period of time. It's not here now. Okay, now let's switch the subject temporarily. Let's talk about vaccines. In principle, there's nothing wrong with a vaccine. A vaccine simply builds up the body's own immune system, which God created, to fight against a deadly virus. The classic example is smallpox. Smallpox has been one of the most deadly diseases throughout human history. In the 20th century alone, an estimated 300 million people died because of smallpox. Smallpox is so deadly that an estimated 30% of everyone who gets smallpox will die. Imagine if COVID-19 killed 30% of all the people that it infected. This whole nation would be in mass chaos. So we're fortunate that... As bad as it is, and I think it's killed an estimated six hundred thousand Americans um, at this point, but it has only killed maybe less than one percent of all those who've been affected, infected. So from that perspective, it's much milder than the scourges, many of the scourges of history. But the wonderful story is smallpox is the first major disease to be completely eliminated from the human race. It happened in 1980, and it happened because of a worldwide system of vaccines. Now, I personally see this because I was—I grew up in Korea from 1965, and so I would have been susceptible. Smallpox was very real in our world, and especially in countries that were poor, which at that time Korea was. I, I personally encountered people, met people who had contracted smallpox. I saw... Kids my age and adults who their whole face was pocked with the marks that are characteristic smallpox. They survived. It's very likely, of course, I had to have many vaccines as a child, not only what was common in the U.S. back then, but what was required to growing up in a poor country with rampant diseases. And over the years, of course, I've traveled in 110 nations and territories of the world. And years ago, you had to have proof of vaccination for many countries, even today. To go to some countries, I have to have what's called the yellow card uh, given by the World Health Organization, which is showing that I've been vaccinated for yellow fever. And if you don't have that, they won't allow you into the country. So I'm familiar with that. I probably would not be alive today had it not been for vaccines. At least growing up where I grew up, traveling where I've traveled, it's very likely that I would have contracted some disease and have been at least had a serious illness, if not death. So in principle vaccines are good. They're not bad. And they're compatible with faith in God. We're supposed to take all reasonable precautions. I, I trust the Lord. I pray before every major trip. But when I get in my car or I get in the airplane, I buckle my seatbelt because that's something I can do to protect myself. And I do believe God expects us to do what we can do. And then we trust him for protection and healing for things that are beyond our control. So having said that, uh, we could debate the particular vaccines, and I'm not going to go into all that. I think it's a personal decision whether you want to take a particular vaccine or not. But as far as the church is concerned, in principle, having a vaccine is not a bad thing, or it's at least not something that's against Scripture. It's something that individuals can take or not take. That, that would be our theological position. Now, let's put these two together. Is it possible that... COVID-19 could be the mark of the beast or a precursor. I don't see any way scripturally that, a, that the COVID-19 vaccine could be the mark of the beast because I've been vaccinated. I was not required to worship uh, some man. Any, I still worship Jesus Christ the same as always. I'm not required to to have a vaccine nobody nobody's even asked even I've traveled overseas since then and I thought that would help me and I think it will because a number of countries are setting up protocols that if you're going to go in their country you have to prove you're you've had a vaccine but so far they haven't even required that they've made me take a test so when I leave the country I have to take a COVID test when I come back I have to take a COVID test so so far the vaccine hasn't done me any good in that sense um so, no, I, I, it doesn't fit the book of Revelation, not at all, not in the least. Now, could it be a precursor? I think in general terms, yes, in that if you developed, which we don't have, but if you did develop a worldwide system of verif- a database of vaccines or or if some country tried to make it mandatory, which hasn't happened, well, you can see there are some elements. Yes, if you force everybody to take a vaccine, if you have an international database of the vaccine. Well, that could be a precursor, but I will have to say everybody in the U.S. has a social security number. That is a database. I don't think it's the mark of the beast. I have a social security number. My kids and grandkids do. But is it a precursor in a general sense? Probably so. I have a cell phone. Now, I usually turn uh, the uh, location off because I just like this feeling of, you know, and I often just turn the whole thing off and sometimes don't even take it with me. But if you carry your cell phone and leave the location on, well, that's, you could say that is a precursor of the Mark of the Beast because you're being tracked. Um, As we go to a cashless society, credit cards, um, online transactions. And in fact, all these things I just mentioned when they were first initiated, many Christians, even Pentecostals, don't get social security number. That's the Mark of the Beast don't use credit cards. That's a mark of the beast. Don't get chips. in any don't, The universal product code, that's the mark of the beast. No, these weren't the mark of the beast, but they are precursors in a general sense. So what, what does that mean? Well, I do think we should be cautious of any new thing that's developed. I think we should study the scriptures, but I don't think we should panic. I don't think we should, because then if we exaggerate, we're trying to scare people into compliance with the Bible, well, we could have the opposite effect of looking foolish. And when our dire predictions are, are not completely in harmony with Scripture, then people disregard everything else we say. So I think we should be careful, prayerful, study God's Word, but not jump to conclusions that can't be supported by Scripture. And ultimately, personally, as far as I understand prophecy, the next great event is the rapture of the church, the catching away of God's people. So I'm not even really worried about the Antichrist appearing and the mark of the beast being implemented. I feel that I will be caught up to be with the Lord before that happens. If it turns out I'm wrong and I have to face that, I think I'll know it when it comes. I think I'll have the Holy Spirit and God will show me. And certainly it won't take a spiritual genius to know if you're being required to bow down and worship a human being and take a mark to prove it, if that ever happens then you'll
0: know to draw the line. Don't do it. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. We hope you'll make plans to join us again next time when once again we take a look at how the Bible applies to our everyday lives.